What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Hey, everyone. This is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third-row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets, in the car while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Episode 55, how to find your dream career when you don't know where to start. With the rock and roll accountant, Eric Solbakken. My name is Dan Mason. In 2012, I was overweight, getting divorced, battling depression, and feeling trapped in a career where I was successful, but bored and unfulfilled. And it's actually the greatest gift I've ever been given. I use my pain as a springboard to discover my life's purpose. Now, I want to share the same tools and strategies which help transform my life with you. So you can live Life Amplified. If you're a longtime listener of the podcast, you've heard me give the statistic. Two in three employees globally are going to work each day at a job where they're disengaged. They're overworked, overwhelmed, and generally over it. So why do we stay in a career that no longer serves us? Well, perhaps you've told yourself some of these stories before. It's too late for me to reinvent myself. I couldn't possibly make the money I am right now working for another company or for myself. And many times, the story is just... Dan, I don't know where to begin. And that's why I'm so excited to introduce you to my friend Eric Solbakken. Because it was just about three years ago, Eric was sitting where you're at. After a 26-year successful career as a certified public accountant, he was the youngest partner in his firm. He left that partnership to start his own company that was very successful. But eventually, he still found himself unfulfilled and wanting more. In a short amount of time, Eric has transformed his career and his life. Today, Eric is a CPA, but he's also a public speaker, business advisor, and creator of the Accountant Success Formula. He's created strategies that have allowed him to triple his revenues, work only with the very best clients, and create far more time to take his daughter to and from school every day, while also having the time to play drums in his heavy metal band, Rain Down, on the weekends. How amazing of a life is that? 
More money, more time for family, more time for the hobbies he loves. How did Eric create it? He's going to tell us coming up in this week's episode. Amazing conversation. You're going to love Eric's energy. Some of the topics that we discuss are how you can harness your current skill set to launch you into your next career chapter. Why allowing yourself to get lost is necessary and will ultimately help you find the life that you're searching for. We'll talk about the power of fun and why having a happy, fun mindset is what will open your eyes to new possibilities. Eric will tell us the signs to let you know if it's time for a major career change in your life. He'll talk about why finding a tribe is essential to find support and help you push through the steps of change. He'll also explain why mentorship fast-tracked him to create the life he has today. And in a really touching moment at the end, he's going to share how your life story and you living your purpose is what will empower your kids to live a life of purpose when they grow up. If you love the conversation, be sure to share this with a friend. And don't forget, you can screenshot the podcast, upload it to Instagram or Twitter, and let Eric and I know you're listening. You can tag me, at CSC Dan Mason. He's an accountant, he's an entrepreneur, he's a father, a husband, and still a metalhead deep down. He's Eric Solbakken, this week on Life Amplified. Eric Solbakken, welcome to Life Amplified, my friend. Right on. Thanks, Dan. I'm looking forward to this. It's going to be fun. Eric and I had the opportunity to meet in an entrepreneur convention recently, and I've seen this guy on stage a couple times sharing his story. You have so much to offer to people today, and I I think they're really going to maybe get some new insights as to what's possible for their life, because it wasn't that long ago that you were doing what statistically we see that two in three people globally are doing, which was going through the motions in a career where you were very successful, but you weren't necessarily feeling it. You got to a point where you hit a wall with it. So I'm curious, just because you never see any kid in kindergarten, first, second grade, who says, I want to grow up one day and crunch numbers. Nobody ever really says that. (laughs) But it's a great career. It pays well. How did you fall into the world of accounting? Like, how did that come about? I remember in grade 12, there was a late 80s. I had the world's greatest mullet. I had the, (laughs) my hair was permed and highlighted. It was the full 80s mullet. You know, the band Europe and the video of the final countdown, that was pretty well what I looked like at the time. I was playing heavy metal music and, but I was always good at school and, but I didn't know what I wanted to do. In the last year of of high school, I took some courses and I was really good at math. And then there was this accounting and I thought, well, it's math. I'll try it out. And so I took the first class and I crushed it. And I went, this is fantastic. I can use math and it'll give me a career. I'll become an accountant. Believe it or not, I actually loved it. From that point forward, like literally first two days in grade 12, I and when I made the decision to, to take accounting, from that point forward, I was driven. And I wanted to become a chartered accountant. I wanted to be a partner in a firm. I had already picked out the firm I wanted to be a partner in because my best friend's dad had his own accounting practice. And I basically went straight on from there. You know, it wasn't like I was pushed or pulled or dragged into a career that I didn't want to do. I actually really wanted to do it. I did become a partner in that firm. I went straight out of high school, went to university, did my levels, became a professional accountant, overexcelled, became the youngest partner in our hometown in Victoria. And I was on the trajectory. And then that partnership crashed and went south. And I had to start up my own firm. 
this was 18 years later. Like I did that for 18 years. So the only thing that you had known since you had graduated school and then it falls apart and you have to reinvent. Exactly. The life of an accountant sucks. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Like, it really sucks, especially like January to April. That's just the hellish season. They're working 12, 14 hours a day, and it's a horrific lifestyle. But what happens is, is you get brainwashed into thinking that it's normal. And with the shakeup of my first counting practice, my firm, that it got shaken up and I had to go restart again. I went, this is ridiculous. So I can't do this crap anymore. I have to do something different. So I went on a bit of a, my wife calls it a bit of a manic run. <laughs> and I, and I read all these business books and thought leaders. And I thought there's got to be a better way to do the accounting industry, right? I got to do something different. And I tried to reinvent myself. So we call that the first reinvention, I guess. You know, I read books like Kim Ferriss's four hour work week, by the way, doesn't work in an accounting practice. <laughs> <laughs> really? Somehow you just can't outsource absolutely everything and live on a beach like Ferris says you can do. It doesn't work. But I did find some that did, and I changed my practice over, and I created this this whole new updated business model. And I didn't work any overtime. I had this kind of great practice, tripled my revenues, didn't work overtime, and I thought, this is it. You know, Now I found my breath of fresh air, right? But then that waned after a while. I did that for another eight years. And eventually I got to the point where I was coming home from work and my wife could see me. She said, you look like a dog with a tail between its legs. Every time I came through the front door, like I was just like upset and just, I'd lost that spark. She looked at me the one day and she just said, you know what? You've had an incredible career. It's been looking down 26 years of you being an accountant. Why don't you sell the practice? Why don't you get out of the accounting? And I was like, I looked at her and I go, but what are we going to do for money? Like at that point she was at home. We had had a baby girl and my wife was home. She wasn't working. She was taking, you know, we were raising kind of the nuclear family type idea. She was a stay at home mom. And that was the whole idea. But she was like, no, you know, let's do this. Get rid of the practice. We'll figure something out. So I had to jump out. I had to take a leap of faith because like I wasn't having fun anymore. So you hit on so many important points. And I want to backtrack just for a second, because I know this was the case. You and I have similar trajectories in different lines of work. I know that I was running a major radio station in the United States when I was like 23 years old. So I went on this trajectory to upper management and becoming a media executive. And it's very common. And I see this happen with a lot of clients that we think that the satisfaction and the fulfillment is just beyond that next big goal that we're going after. You know, if I just yeah. make it to yeah. partner, if I make it to manager, that's it. That's going to be the dream. And then you get there and the new car smell wears off. You got to move the goalpost back. So then you're going for the next thing. Well, if I build a practice from the ground up and I'm not a partner and I'm working for myself, that's the dream. How long would it take you after each new milestone, we'll say, before you found yourself searching again and yearning for something else to kind of fill that void? Well, I'm glad you pointed that out because I've, I've never thought of it this way. It's such an incredible point. When I look back on it, it becomes the, the time frame of becoming despondent or no longer being satisfied with the results. It's shorter and shorter. For 18 years, I worked really hard to become first had to get my designation and then I got that and it was, oh, I was on top of the world. And then next I got to become partner in this firm. And then I became partner and I'm on top of the world. And then that thing crashed. But every milestone that I get to, it was always life will be better when mm. like life will be better when in the future, as opposed to really enjoying what you're doing in the moment and just going, this is so much fun. Like I love doing this. 
It was that future look of it'll be better when it gets shorter and shorter. I think that shortened that impact for me has actually shortened down to almost zero. It's literally because I'm so present moment focused now that when I'm working on something, it's so much fun, but I know that it's momentary and it's fleeting and it's like, I'm finished. Okay, let's do the next thing and let's have fun with that because I don't hold on to it anymore. So it's almost like that window is just shrunk down to nothing. It's so important what you're talking about. Just I think when we look at the research on being in what is known as a flow state, one of the vital components is is that the process of doing the work has to be as enjoyable as the outcome. I know there was a time in my life, like you had alluded to, where I always thought it was the outcome. The happiness will happen. Yeah at this next marker when it's really about just enjoying the journey, enjoying the growth and enjoying the process of getting there. Yeah. And here's the the interesting thing. When you haven't reached that point where you actually enjoy the process, when you listen to someone telling you that you need to enjoy the process and not the outcome, (laughs) if your mindset isn't there, you're like, shut up, you're an idiot. I know what it's like because I know if someone had told me that back in the day, well, you really should enjoy the process of having to rebuild your accounting practice, Eric. (laughs) And like, I would have looked at him like, I'm going to punch you. Yeah. Like, but it's, it's true. It, it gets to the point now, like I'm in this rebuild phase again, where I'm creating a brand new business and I'm enjoying it. Like I'm really enjoying it. I even think back of when I built the first accounting practice or the, the second accounting practice after my partnership ended. And I think back to the days of me actually putting the desks together and hammering together. It was really a very special time. At the time, it didn't feel special. But when I look back on it, I was like, wow, that was really kind of cool. You uh, said something earlier as well, just in terms of your wife noticing that you weren't happy and that you were coming home, like she said, like a dog with its tail between its legs. I'm a big believer in the theory, just as men, that if we're not fully committed to a purpose, if we haven't figured that out, if we're not bringing our best self forward in terms of our purpose to the world, that we're probably not bringing our best self forward home whether that be in a marriage, with our family, in our community. Looking back now, is there part of you that can see that with hindsight that, you know, maybe you weren't showing up the way in your personal life that you really wanted to while you were still stuck in the the soul-sucking part of the career? Oh, 100%. I'm not even close to being the same person today that I was back when I was uh, in the accounting practice. I'm not even close to the same person that I was when we built up our own practice. Like I, like they'd say the first partnership, I was a different person. The, the new business that we pulled together, I was a different person. I'm a different person now than I was a couple of years ago. And I just like my wife keeps telling me, she goes like, my wife's also an accountant as well. So you got to understand there's a little tongue in cheek with her. She goes, you know, I've got a good re- ROI on you. I got a good return on investment on you. You're- <laughs> You're good quality. And like, I'm just so much better. I'm, I'm a more present father. I'm a more present husband. I'm happier. I found a, a purpose and a passion to what I'm doing next, like what I'm working on right now. And the, the interesting thing about that is I had no idea what I was going to do mm-hmm. when I got rid of my accounting practice over three and a half years ago. We got rid of it. I had no idea what I was going to do. Like nothing. I didn't have a vision. Also, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to build this and then I'm going to do that. I'm going to find my passion play. I wanted to find my passion play, but I still didn't know what it was. But I took the leap of faith anyways. So let's talk about that. That was the next point I wanted to get to because so many people stay stuck. They believe that they need to have the perfect plan 
with the perfect mm. Hollywood ending, and they need to know with 100% certainty that it's all going to work out, that there'll be no financial step backwards, that their family won't think they're an idiot for giving up security. And when they know all these things, yeah. then they'll take the leap, which is you and yeah. I both can attest to that's not really the way the universe works. There was yeah. <laughs> some journey and some experimentation and some curiosity that went into this search for you. Could you talk a little bit about what that looked like? Because at one point it included like writing retreats with Wayne Dyer and all sorts oh. of other things that you were trying out. So let's go back. I'm coming home. My wife says, let's sell the practice and let's get out of accounting. So what I did is I went, you know what? Let's take that leap of faith and let's just go. I had no idea what I wanted to do. Something inside of me just kept saying, you've got to do something bigger. You need something bigger. There's something you need to do other than work in the accounting practice. And it was just, when you think about it, I mean, 26 years, I did all that schooling and then all of a sudden to walk away from it. Some people look at it, I go, that's insane. But I, I couldn't not do it. I had to. So I did. And people tell these stories about how this wonderful thing happened to the rest of it. So I think it actually works against us to actually take that leap of faith because they seem to think, like you said, they need to have it all mapped out and know exactly where it's going so they can have the Hollywood ending. And it's complete garbage because I'm still not sure where things are going. I'm still sometimes feel like I'm in the dark, but at least I'm having fun and I'm searching out new things. So I said, okay, we're, we got we found someone to buy the practice, and he happened to be right across the hallway from me. So there was the universe saying, okay, time to go. Right? Yeah, for sure. And then from there, I started the search. All of a sudden, I went, you know, I've been a, I was a super diehard fan of Dr. Wayne Dyer, and he had a writer's retreat in Maui of all places. And I thought, great, let's do a writer's retreat. Maybe I'm going to be a writer and. And follow in his footsteps. So I, I got the opportunity to go visit him and, and be in his presence before he passed. He passed a few months later. It was an amazing experience, but talk about feeling like a fish out of water. Here I am, an accountant, and I'm in a room full of writers at a Wayne Dyer's writer's retreat. I was not in the right room at the time. And then from there, I met another fellow that came to me and he said, oh, Eric, let's start selling insurance products to high net worth individuals. You know taxes and accounting, so let's go try that. And so I thought, oh, okay, well, maybe this is what I should do. So from writing spiritual books to selling <laughs> life insurance to high net worth individuals, you cannot get any more you know, extreme on those two things, right? But one of the things that I did do during this is I just kept searching and I kept looking for something. And I went, I'm going to find it. I don't know what it is yet, but I'm going to find it. And now I have the time. I got to spend time with my daughter and take her to school. And I was spending a lot of quality time with her. I went, started going to the gym for the first time in my life. And then I started up a heavy metal band, which is what I did back in the 80s when I was at high school, looking through and trying to decide to become an accountant, I had the mullet for a reason. I used to play in heavy metal bands. So I did that as well. I was feeling joyful at the time while I was searching for this. And I think it makes a big difference when, when you're feeling joyful, the solutions start showing up. Yeah. Such an important you know? thing. So many people, you know, are trying to lack their way to abundance or stress their way to fulfillment. And it's just not the way it works that, you know, you just even putting yourself back in the hobbies and the activities that brought you joy seemed like it opened you up creatively to find yeah. the next answer. Totally. And it's always a cart before the horse issue because it's like, well, the power of positive thinking and let's, let's manifest our world. And we all the, you know, which I believe in all that, but when you're in a bad state of mind, you can't do it. Yeah. You can't do it. 
But when I started enjoying the things that I that brought me joy just naturally, like playing heavy metal music and, and hanging out with my daughter and starting to work out and feel good physically, then this thing started to happen. So here's the interesting part. I get this email, came in and said, hey, here's a guy named Jeff Walker. Listen to what he has to say about starting a business online. And I went, ooh, this is interesting. So I clicked on it and I started watching Jeff Walker's product launch formula. I saw that, oh my gosh, I can build a business online. Oh my gosh, I can have a huge impact from my living room. I can do this without a huge amount of capital. This is amazing. I got to go to one of his events and see what this is about. I went to this event and it blew my mind. I had no idea what I was going to do. And I went and experienced this world of online entrepreneurs and this incredible energy that they had. They were all happy. And they had this thing called the launch life where they were living the lives that they wanted to, but also having a career, but not being tied to a desk. And so that really resonated with me. You know, I'd spent 27 or 26 years behind a desk. I didn't want to do it anymore. And I thought, okay, again, I had no idea what I was going to do, but I went, I want to be part of this group. I found my tribe. I found my group of people I want to hang around with because the energy that they were emitting was infectious. And I wanted to do something in that realm. So I made an intention at that time. I said, okay, I make an intention. When Jeff opens up his product launch formula program, I'm going to buy it. And that's going to be in the next few months. And then by that time, I'm going to take the course. I'm going to start studying it. And by the time it gets to April and his next live event called PLF Live, I will have come up with an idea for a business. And then when I go to PLF Live in April, I'll join his group coaching program called Launch Club with my idea. And then I will have launched by the time I get to the next event, LaunchCon, the following year. That was my intention. And I set that with no idea what I was going to do. And the rest is history. It all came true. Between when I got the course, I started studying it and I started following what Jeff was saying. And I went, wait a second, I can use my experience that I had in the corporate world. I can use my experience of changing my accounting practice. I can do this. And then again, the synchronicities started happening. People started coming into my life and I had a launch manager named Michelle Lang. She came in and started working with me. And then all of a sudden the idea for my program started to materialize itself in front of me. And next thing you know, I got to PLF Live in April. I joined Launch Club with an idea for a business. And sure enough, I had launched my first online program within a few months. I had my business up and running. It's called the Accountant Success Formula. And now I am consulting to accounting firms around the globe, showing them how to update their business model. And I just finished my first book called the Accountant Success Formula. Which is totally incredible. And and so many people, Eric, get into the line of thinking that they have to like reinvent the wheel or that they have to learn some entirely new business from the bottom up. But what I'm hearing you say is you took all this wealth of knowledge you already had and you've been able to use that now to coach other accountants who might be burnt out or overworking, helping them to create a more efficient practice. And you're able to replicate the money that you made before or out earn what you were making before. Especially when you look at like when you look at the input to the output, online business model and coaching model, the amount of work that you have to put into it from what you're getting back, it just blows it out of the water compared to the corporate world. I mean, the corporate world I was in at first thing in the morning, 8.30 to 5, and then in the busy tax season, we were doing 12 to 14 hour days. And so when you look at how much money you were making compared to how much time you're putting in, it's not even close. And with this extra time, as you've said, you, you're more present as a father. I know that that's a big thing. You've talked about being able to take your, you know, to, to take your kids to and from school. 
Yeah. You're out playing in the weekends in your heavy metal band. This is why in the launch club world, they call you the rock and roll accountant. Yeah. <laughs> Where would your life be had you not taken this journey? You know, it's like those choose your own adventure books that we used to get when we were in elementary school. But if you had made a different decision, if you had played it safe, where would your life be at right now versus where you're at today? This is something that my wife and I talk of. We probably say this once a week because I talk to so many accountants and I'm seeing how miserable they are and how burnt out they are and how they're working under this oppressive business model that is ingrained in their soul, right? And it, they're, they're crushed. And my wife and I will literally once a week go, can you imagine if you had never left the first firm? You would still be working with these people. You would have been still working these many hours. You never would have got to update the business model. You would be burnt out and, and looking just as miserable as the rest of them. We go, this is an amazing life. It's just fantastic. Like, I mean, where would my life be if I hadn't made a couple decisions? I mean, who knows, man? There's, there's a million different options that could happen in, you know, multiverse concepts, right? Yeah. But when I look back and I see what the accountants look like, when you never see a, an accountant in their twilight years who is full of energy and happy and going, God, that was a fantastic career. <laughs> like, <laughs> this doesn't happen. No. So for the person listening today, because we have a wide range of people and there might be some accountants yeah. listening, but there's people in, who are burnout in other forms of life. For them, is they're standing at the crossroads going, the life that I have right now is no longer pleasing to me. This is not fulfilling. This is not satisfying my soul's desire. But I'm not quite sure what my soul's desire is other than to do something different. What could you say would be the first step or two that could help somebody on that journey if they're feeling completely lost and unsure about the destination? Start searching. Honestly, nothing happens until something moves. And again, for me, if I'm not happy where I'm at, then I start moving. I start reading. I start looking for opportunities. I start moving somewhere. Like, like I took the leap of faith and I jumped before I even knew what I was doing. And I took that jump and then I started looking. If they're stuck and they're going, I'm not happy, I'm not really sure. Well, then start exploring the world. Start reading some books that you never would read. Do things that you normally wouldn't do and just start searching. You know, there's this thing, you know, seek and ye shall find. It's the art of actually seeking, which then tells the universe, hey, I want something different. It's one thing to sit at home and be pouty and go, I'm not happy. I want something different in my life. Well, my experience has been the universe doesn't cooperate with me unless I get off my ass and do something. Yeah. Speak, if you will, what has been the role of mentorship in this journey and you accelerating and now out earning what you were doing as a as a private accountant? You mentioned working with uh, Jeff Walker and his group, but, yeah. you know, there's a million mentors out there. But just the process itself, how valuable has that been to building? It's everything. As far as I'm concerned, it's everything like Tony Robbins. I, you know, I've read a lot of books on Tony Robbins and I love what he does. One of the things that Tony said is that find somebody who's done something you want to do, who's been successful at it, and model them, like simply model them. When I found Jeff Walker's program and I found this, this community of people that had all this energy and I was like, I need to be around these people. And I looked at Jeff and I went, I need to model Jeff. And when I made that decision, he's my mentor. He's my, I'm modeling my world after him. I'm following that. It, that's when everything changed. 
And so then having someone to follow who can say, I've been this path before, this is follow me and I'll, and I'll get you to, to your promised land. Because otherwise you're going to go around in 500 different directions like I was before. I was flailing before I found a mentor that I wanted to focus on. It comes down to who you resonate with, right? There's tons of mentors out there. There's tons of coaches and mentors that you could choose from. But it's not until I found the one that actually resonated with me, I went, this is the guy, right? And soon as I did that, that's when it all changed. Soon as I went, okay, Jeff's the guy. He's the one I want to follow. Um, I joined his group coaching program. His coaches are incredible. And then everything just skyrocketed from there. So I put 100% of it on there, right? It took me to get to that point to choose a mentor. But as soon as I chose the mentor, that's when everything took off. And the last question I wanted to ask you, as a father, how has this perspective changed the way that you would encourage your child's other interest? you know, at a young age, what do you wish somebody had said to you when you were still trying to figure it out in high school and, and just said, well, I, th- I think I'll do this math thing. Like it, having gone through yeah. the journey, is there something that somebody could do to better encourage their child to find their passion and really find their purpose and pursue it? You know, I'm glad you asked that. My son is 16, my daughter's 18, and then I've got a six-year-old. And my 14-year-old is going through this space where everybody's in his other side of his family is telling him, you got to go to school, you got to take this, and you got to get a career and blah, blah, blah. And they're pushing him down the traditional route. Like there's a lot of traditional speaking to him. And he's really, really frustrated. The Eric of old would have probably been the same guy. I would have said the same thing to him. I would have been the guy saying, yeah, you got to go to school. You got to go to university. You got to get a degree, da, 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 da. And now I'm the guy that's the beacon of hope for him. He sees what I'm doing and what I've created. He's like, dad, I want to do this. I'm not sure what I want to do yet, but I know he's all about, I want to be a millionaire. I want to make lots of money. I want to have a great impact. I'm tired of, you know, and there's a whole thing going on there with his family that he just wants to break free from. And he sees me as this pillar of somebody who's gone and done it. And so when I talk to him, I'm like, Jake, once you find your passion, you can turn your passion into a career. I've seen people do it with music, with art, with poetry, with whatever. And you can actually make a business out of it. Uh Once you find that thing that you're passionate about, that's what drives everything. It's not you have to go to school and get the education and, and, and you have to follow what all the rest of the lemmings are doing. You don't, you know, that's not how you, you win at life because you're not going to be happy. He's not going to be happy if he goes that route. For him, it's like having this beacon of light. For my six-year-old, I think she's going to take over the world. It's just crazy. There's something about this next generation of children that are coming up. They're so much farther ahead. Like She's got her stuff together way better than I do probably right now. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? She's not going to have to go down the traditional route, but I don't see see a lot of the next generation of kids and anyone really having to go that traditional route. They can literally, if they want to learn something, they pick up, they look at a YouTube video and they go, oh, that's how I do that. And they're done. That's how quick you can get information today. You do not have to go and spend a fortune on a university degree to build a career or even to learn anything. And amazing when you see how many huge corporations right now no longer require the college degree. You know, Apple, Google, Whole Foods, the corporate office, not the people bagging groceries. But like literally the, the college degree is no longer a requirement. It's really can you solve problems and are you... Are you bringing value? And again, that's what one of the things that I've been instilling in my 14-year-old. In my 14-year-old, I said, you know, what you need to create, Jake, is a success habit. And success habit is when you're having interactions with people, always look to be creating value. 
every interaction you have with someone, always look to what can I give to this situation? What kind of value can I provide? And when you're always looking at that, and you're always, you know, I've got this, the success five that I call it. And it's, it's discipline, persistence, patience, excellence, and value creation. When you stick to those just as principles, whatever you decide to do, you're going to be successful at. But it's creating those success habits is the most important thing. And that's what I'm, I'm working with him on that. I said, you know, even when it's stuff that you really don't want to do, practice the principles so it becomes habit. So when you do find that passion play, you're able to turn and just knock it out of the park. Beautiful. I love your story. I love your energy. I, I think so many people today just like maybe got a peek into a glimpse into what's possible for their life. If people want to see a little bit more about what you're doing with the accountant success formula and how you turn this into a course and into a business, where can they find you online? They can find me at Eric Solback and CPA. That's Eric with a K Solback and CPA dot com or the accountant success formula dot com. The book is also on Amazon as well. The accountant success formula. My brother, so good to talk to you today. Thank you so much for your time and all the best to you in 2019. Right on. Thanks, Dan. I think my two biggest takeaways in that interview this week are number one, being lost is actually a gift. And it's really the companion piece to eventually being found. It's like peanut butter and jelly. You can't be lost without eventually getting to a point where you find yourself, find your calling, and find your life's purpose. And number two, huge takeaway for me this week, is just that power of keeping a sense of play and fun in your life. It is so hard to create more freedom, to create purpose, when you're in a place of being angry, frustrated, and bitter. So what is that thing in your life that's going to bring you a sense of joy? How can you start to incorporate that into your schedule on a daily basis? And what could be created in your life? What new possibilities are you going to open yourself up to from a more empowered mindset? Really appreciate Eric's time. Of course, you can always find out more about him and the Accountant Success Formula online. We've got all the links here in the show notes. And if you are looking to make a major life transformation, if you're tired of going through the emotions, if you are ready to make 2019 the year you say yes to yourself, to your purpose, and to showing up as the person you're meant to be, it would be my greatest honor and privilege to mentor you on that journey. The waiting list is open right now for February coaching. You can sign up, fill out an application on my website, creativesoulcoaching.net. Don't forget, you can also screenshot the podcast, upload it to Instagram or Twitter. Let me know you're listening. I would love to shout you out on next week's episode. You can find me at CSC Dan Mason. And we also have our private Facebook community for listeners of the podcast. So you can come in, engage with other like-minded people and get some ongoing support and daily inspiration from me right in your Facebook timeline. Got a link to that in the show notes as well. Thank you so much for spending this time with me this week. In the meantime, turn down the volume on your negativity, turn up the volume on your purpose so you can live life amplified. I'll talk to you next time. Tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results. Introducing Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat 
balancing glucose levels and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks. This unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula. Berberine, which targets abdominal fat, and OEA, which curbs your appetite. With just two capsules a day, Smart Metabolic Burn by BrainMD can kickstart your metabolism, fight stubborn body fat, especially that pesky abdominal fat, and support your weight management journey. And right now, save over 30% on Smart Metabolic Burn at GetSmartBurn.com. The lowest price anywhere. That's GetSmartBurn.com. Don't delay. Transform your life with Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Our products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Are you feeling overwhelmed by anxiety, struggling to find restful sleep, or plagued by a restless inability to focus? It's time to break free from the chains of mental health challenges and discover a path to healthy living. Welcome to Amen University, founded by renowned psychiatrist and brain health expert, Dr. Daniel Amen. Dr. Amen, alongside a team of esteemed doctors and experts in their fields, understands the struggles you're facing and are here to offer solutions. From debilitating anxiety to sleepless nights filled with worry, our courses are meticulously crafted to target these specific challenges head on. Join us on a journey of transformation led by Dr. Amen and a roster of top-tier professionals. Say goodbye to the constant battle with your mind and embrace a future filled with hope and possibility. Visit our website today to explore our courses and start your journey towards a brighter tomorrow. Use code BRAIN10 and get 10% off. That's code BRAIN10 and get 10% off your first purchase. Amen University, because your mental health matters. You're a growing business, which means you need every spare hour you can find. That's why the most successful growing businesses are working together in Slack. Slack is where work happens, with all your people, data, and information in one AI-powered place. Start a call instantly in huddles and ditch cumbersome calendar invites. Or build an automation with Workflow Builder to take routine tasks off your plate. No coding required. Grow your business in Slack. Visit slack.com to get started.